0: Good afternoon, good morning, good night, uh, you know. Yeah. Whatever time of day it may be that you're listening to us. This is Messer Brothers Presents, and I'm Craig.
1: I am Nick Messer.
0: And we're here on another beautiful sunny day. Quarant- it is very
1: nice outside and warm.
0: Yeah, it feels like summer. 78 degrees when I was driving here. In um, our quarantine pad downstairs here.
1: In the basement.
0: In the basement.
1: Some people call it the dungeon.
0: <laughs> the real life dungeon. Uh, they say you didn't watch Doug's
1: this. dungeon. You
0: didn't watch this show. Uh, it's called You on Netflix.
1: Never heard of it.
0: Uh, okay, well the guy Joe, the main guy, mm-hmm. has this box, this big glass box in the bottom of his bookstore in the first first season, and uh, he puts people in there. <laughs> Crafts them in there. That I is saw a meme <laughs> and it was like, Bet my box looks awful good right now, doesn't it?
1: That is very creepy.
0: <laughs> it's a good show. You should watch it. I probably I like won't. it. I like it. Um, so, today, uh, what are we going to talk about? What uh, big news. Where big
1: are we- news. Same news as we've been having. Yeah. Here's some news, some things going on around the world that some of you may not know about because of the Coronavirus is overshadowing everything. <laughs> in certain parts of Africa, there are swarms of locusts overtaking the country, the, all over. It's decimating all of their crops, and it looks like Africa is going to be in a famine.
0: Oh, wonderful. Famine yep. coming.
1: Australia. Not Australia. Yeah, Australia. Australia still on fire. <laughs> the fires are still burning. They never went out. Not as bad I don't think, but they are still burning. The United States is not far from a war with Iraq. What? Yes.
0: Didn't hear about that.
1: Airstrikes happened a few days ago. Tension is building. It's not that good. Huh. There's a fever caused by mosquitoes called the Ding Fever or Ding It's spelled D-E-N-G-U-E. I'm not sure how you say it. Ding ding you ding ding. ding i don't know (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) it is uh it's pretty bad down in south america and it's coming up to the united states just yesterday there was a case found in florida
0: all right
1: mosquitoes and
0: just wipe all them off the face of the planet
1: we need to make a disease that kills mosquitoes
0: every one of them what purpose do they serve
1: Ah, uh, They might have some purpose, we don't know.
0: Yeah, well, we can do without them.
1: I can do without them.
0: <laughs> and gnats.
1: And there's a lot of other stuff going on, but that's just a few things I felt like mentioning. They seemed some, somewhat important.
0: There could be a touch of good news today. They announced that, uh, I saw this last night, and then the president spoke about it today. They have a medicine that's been around for a long time. I don't know what the name of it is, I can't remember.
1: It's for malaria.
0: Yeah, it's for malaria. Um, in some small studies, it's actually 100% gotten rid of c- coronavirus. And it is
1: very cheap to make. Yeah, so right. if it works, we could all take it.
0: I think it's always like half a penny Even if you don't need it. For, an episode, for a piece. Or one pill was like half a penny.
1: So you can get two pills for a penny.
0: <laughs> I think. Maybe it's five cents. I don't know. One of the two. Yeah. Either way, it's cheap. Well,
1: let's hope you can't get addicted to
0: it. Um, also heard it had some nasty side effects, but... What? Yeah, I don't know. That's what somebody said. Um, yeah, so they're saying that maybe it could cause blindness and cancer, ah, but... That, but does it sound time, good. No, it doesn't sound good, but at the same time, it, a lot of people have taken this for a long period of time, so I don't know if you take it long enough to get rid of the coronavirus, if that's long enough to actually develop the symptoms.
1: I mean, yeah, we'll just have to see, wait on... The- <laughs> See yep. how it turns out.
0: We'll find out. Um, sports news, there are really nothing.
1: No sports news because <laughs> there are no
0: sports. Uh, but, nothing. Uh, nothing.
1: Professional new. wrestling, All they are right. still continuing with their wrestling matches in empty arenas. Some guys that I work with watch it on their phones <laughs> at work and it sounds very boring <laughs> because they're yelling to the crowd and nobody's yelling back. That's fun. I don't watch it, but if you watch it,
0: it's better than nothing. Some scripted wrestling. Some wrestling. Wrestling, boys. got some wrestling going on. All right, (laughs) so now we're going to get into today's story. Uh, This story idea actually came from a listener. One of
1: our viewer listeners.
0: Yeah, listeners, not viewers. Listeners
1: (laughs) messaged us on Facebook requesting we talk about this topic. Uh
0: that listener was Jeffrey. Hey Jeffrey. What's up Jeffrey? Thank you for listening. Thank you for the idea. Yes. So today's topic is going to be about Helen's Bridge. That's our main topic. Our main topic. We're also going to cover a few more ghost adventures in the Asheville area. Hauntings of Ooh. Asheville. Maybe even some personal experiences. Helen's Bridge is a big stone bridge that was constructed in 1909. Um, it's part of the roadway that goes to the uh, Z... I can't pronounce this correctly. zalandia Estate, um, which was an estate that was built by John Evans Brown, who was a politician in the area back in the day. Um he passed away a few years later. Just really, he didn't live there long until he died. He enjoyed nature, and he thought that this was a beautiful mountain view. So that's where he, why he built this where he did, which is on Bowcatcher Mountain in Asheville. Um, Bowcatcher Theater used to exist <laughs> in the same area, but they <laughs> tore that down. So uh a little side note for anybody familiar with Asheville. So after John died... Uh, Philip S. Henry bought it. He was from Australia. Um, Eventually, he passed away because, let's face it, everybody does. Did he bring any kangaroos? (sighs) Actually, yes, three. Wow. No, I don't know if he did or not. (laughs) Maybe he did. I'd love to hold a kangaroo. They're pretty neat little animals. Uh, His children were left the property, and they maintained it until the mid-60s. Um, then it pretty much just became too much and it became a museum and then it was demolished (laughs) after it was a museum. Uh, and the interstate goes through where it used to be. Um, it goes through
1: where the estate used to be. Yeah.
0: The, the interstate now passes through where the home was. Um, obviously the area is still famous because of the bridge. The bridge is is still there. uh,
1: Is the interstate near the bridge?
0: I've never went up there. We need to go up there. I've never been there. Um, I know it's... I'm pretty sure you, you get right off the interstate and go just a couple miles off the mountain.
1: Which um, interstate is it?
0: I think 240 goes through. 240? Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, Helen, which the bridge is now known for, because oh. it's he- Helen's Bridge.
1: Hold on a second. Yeah. You want to know a- another fact about this bridge? Let's hear it. Thomas Wolfe who was a very good writer. Yeah. He walked under the bridge many times when he was a young man. And he even mentioned the bridge in one of his books called Look Homeward, Angel.
0: And that's so, where he said, is that where he states you can't go home again? That book? I do not I think so. Him. Thomas Wolfe's an interesting character. Thomas Wolf. We are going to discuss Thomas Wolfe in a minute after we talk about the bridge because I want to bring something up about him. All right. Another little Asheville tidbit. All right, so, Helen's Bridge, in 1930s, a lady named Helen, which was, she was from Asheville, she decided, it's time to start over. I'm going to experience new things in life. She had a beautiful daughter that she gave birth to in her 30s, late 30s, actually. Um, Her house actually ended up burning down, the house that she lived in,
1: Do we know her daughter's name?
0: Um, not for sure. Mm, Not Continue and I'll try to find it. Okay. Her house burned down because of a cooking accident in the house. Uh, She ran upstairs to get her daughter, but she fell unconscious from the smoke. Firefighters ended up coming to the house, bringing Helen and the baby out. Helen was successfully resuscitated, but sadly, the child was not saved. When she finally came to, she was told, you know, you're, you lived, your child perished. She was just heartbroken, completely, as any parent would be. But her being a single mom in this stage of her life, she said, that was my only reason for living. She didn't want to survive any longer. So the pain ate her up. Over the years. uh, Eventually she went into the woods. Came across the bridge. And she hanged herself on the bridge. So. That's the end of. For certain things with this story. Then we get into.
1: She did what on the bridge?
0: She hanged herself.
1: Hanged or hung?
0: It's hanged. Are you sure? I promise you. I've look this up multiple times, okay? Because hung is the word I would use, but it is actually hanged. It sounds like okay. don't sound right, does it? but it is. So real life ends she's dead. But according to visitors, Helen's still there roaming the bridge looking for her daughter. Uh, if you visit, you know, usually in the evening hours or night time, you call her name three times. Helen. Helen, Helen, she'll appear. Not for everybody, however, um, but she likes to make herself known by either screaming out loudly or by trying to influence your car. So,
1: And uh, some people claim to be driving near the bridge and see a woman in a long white gown just walking on it, asking people where her daughter have is. Have you seen my daughter? Yeah.
0: Have you seen Helen's daughter? I've not seen her
1: daughter. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yes, but that's what they say. People will do that. Um, It's been suggested that Helen is not an evil spirit, but she just misses her daughter, and I understand. She remains on the bridge, messing with guests, trying to have a little fun looking for her daughter.
1: And uh, some people say they have car trouble.
0: Yeah, I've heard stories of people going up there, Helen, Helen, Helen. Oh, she's not here. There's nobody here. They get back in their car, their car won't start. I actually had a story from, let's see, I was in the sixth grade and we had somebody come to Bethel Middle School where I attended. Shout out to you BMS folks out there. Um, And we had a, it was around Halloween and they were telling us all these local stories. We had somebody talk about Helen's Bridge and after the that was over we went back to class and i had a sub in the class that day and she was talking about helen's bridge and she said you know when i was in high school there was these couple boys that went up there and he said they went up there and they she said knowing them they were probably drunk (laughs) she said but they were out there messing around and they were just trying to make fun of helen and they were screaming helen 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 come see us helen Show us yourself. Let's have a visit. They were just running around messing, trying to mess with this Helen. Well, their claim was she chased them and eventually slapped one of them on the face. All right. She said they told everybody in the school this, and she said that boy that said it happened to him had a lady's handprint on his face where he'd been slapped. You can see the indentation from the slap.
1: Sounds like he got a little too frisky with his girlfriend and now, didn't maybe, want to tell people
0: what happened. Maybe, maybe, but but that's what they claimed. And that was, you know, well, to maybe. a sixth grader, I was like, oh, Helen's real. We got to go see her. I did read some <laughs>
1: people claim they have been slapped on this. I don't know. People
0: who have visited,
1: they said there have been people being slapped and hit, pushed see, down. So uh, who knows? Were.
0: We have a real life experience here. Somebody, we don't. Well, somebody I know has told me.
1: Somebody Craig knew at one time. <laughs> somebody they knew at one time.
0: Yeah. So basically, that's Helen's Bridge in a nutshell. Maybe some of you have been there. If you have, you know, reach out to us. Let's hear your story. Something interesting. And to have um, to tell us about it.
1: Some people say they don't have car trouble, but they'll get up there, and then the radio will turn on when it's turned off, and then it'll the Radio stations will start changing randomly, and they're not touching it. Hmm. That's what some people say.
0: All sorts of mischief on Helen's Bridge.
1: Mischievous Helen. What do you think about Helen?
0: You know, I...
1: Oh, I did read uh, some people who say their cars won't start. Somebody said people get up there and they have car trouble and their cars won't start. Because... They leave their headlights on for so long looking for Helen <laughs> that it kills a battery.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they say they're too scared to turn the lights off, so they leave them on and that's a good, their uh, cars die. And they blame it on Helen.
0: Yeah, that's a good theory, actually. That's probably, probably some of it. Just Helen getting the blame for no reason. That's funny. Um, what do I think about Helen? I think it's very... A lot of people don't believe in ghosts. I, at one point in time, didn't know what I thought about ghosts. Now I believe in ghosts. Honestly, I do. Um, so maybe, maybe she's still drawn to this area looking for her child. So for a little personal experience, last year, uh, well, a little backstory. I enjoy when I go to a new city, I like to do ghost tours. My first ghost tour was in Savannah. You were there.
1: I was there. That was um, a good, that was fun. It was
0: a lot of fun. One day we'll have to talk about Savannah Ghost because it was... It was an experience. I would encourage you if you go to Savannah, go on a ghost tour.
1: I enjoy the ghost tour. Not so much as the ghost part of it, but it's more of a history tour.
0: Yeah. And that's... I like... That's the same with me. Um, The
1: history of the places.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: They just use ghost tours as a way to... They just call it that.
0: (laughs) So that one and then my second ghost tour was in New Orleans with Doug here, our uh, sound man, was on. Uh, It wasn't that great it was okay um i would do another one in new orleans i'd go to a different company and try it out because i think it'd be good and then i did one in key west which was incredible as well it's a lot of fun um a lot of stories there too that we might have to cover one day and then i did one in charleston that you went on
1: yes i was at that one too i didn't like it
0: it was not as good
1: it was very dull.
0: Yeah, the, the... I didn't learn anything. You gotta have a good... You gotta have a good a good guide. Um, this guide was about as dry as a... I don't, I don't know how dry.
1: The tour guide was... He was dry. ...not good.
0: <laughs> he was a little too serious. And just... Not too exciting.
1: He seemed like, uh... He believed everything he was saying. And he was trying to force you to believe it. But he... <laughs> His stories were no good. It no, was, it wasn't It good. was a bad experience. <laughs> it, wasn't,
0: it wasn't good. If that had been my first one, I would have never went on another one. Nah, neither would I. Um, and then we did one locally in Asheville about a year ago. We were all three in front of that yeah, one. Yeah,
1: me and Craig and Doug and another guy. And another guy. His uh, name's not important.
0: We don't know his name. <laughs> we'll see if he's listening. We'll find out. Um, so, that was for Doug's birthday. That was in Asheville. In Asheville a year ago. So, let's talk about that a little bit. We went to a bunch of different sites. Yeah. Um, but there's one particular one that stuck out to me. Thomas Wolfe's house. Thomas Wolfe's house. That
1: place was it um, was the best part of it.
0: Yeah, it was the best part.
1: I liked he, it and I liked the church. Yeah, the church was good. But Thomas Wolfe's
0: place you wanna was You want to talk about cool. the church one first?
1: No, let's talk about Thomas Wolfe.
0: Okay. So, Thomas Wolfe's house. When we got there, the, the guy that was leading us around, he was telling us about the house, and he said they really don't know what ghost is there, who the ghost is.
1: Didn't they say his mother got sick and died or something upstairs?
0: That, yeah, maybe. Oh, I can't. Seems I can't familiar. remember. But but I, for some reason, it seemed like they thought they had a multiple ghost. Yeah, they said yes. And they weren't sure who all the batch was. Yeah, They had a big batch of ghosts, but not sure who was who. But they had, these ghosts were apparently evil ghosts. Yeah, they said they were not good. Um, he said that they had a girl come, what, two weeks before or so on the tour? It was just,
1: I think it was the tour, the last yeah. tour they did there before we went. Okay.
0: It was like the previous tour. So it was a little girl, I don't know how old she was, 10 or something probably. And he said that she was all into ghost hunting. Like that was her big thing. She had bought some of the... Got her parents to get her some of the little tools you use and all sorts of stuff, and they were all excited. They were coming on this tour, and he said that he said he warned us before we went to the house. We were on the other side of the street. He warned us there's something at this house.
1: I think I'm uh, I believe he said for the past few tours they had had people see things here, and uh, but the previous one everybody saw something, and they even had someone. Get scared and run away and they never saw them again. Yeah, they, they, just left, the, they <laughs> left the tour completely. Somebody ran off completely and did not show up. Ran up the street, ran down, ran away and said they weren't coming back. They don't know where they went. They were scared. They <laughs> They're said still they
0: were, running. They were scared. <laughs> yeah, the little girl got scared. I mean, she was terrified. She saw a face.
1: They had a picture.
0: Um, yeah, they claimed it was pretty.
1: Uh, I, I, they showed us the picture and I could see it. I would it would have scared me. Pretty yes. demonic.
0: Yes. Um, very demonic. Actually, looking face that this little girl saw. Did you I got see it, a picture Doug? of it?
1: Um, Doug says he did not see the picture because he was too scared and had his hands over his eyes.
0: Yeah, that was it. Doug was scared. He had his eyes covered. Um, so they said this house. All sorts of things had. There's rocking chairs on the front of the house. They said they, they on a recent tour, they had somebody sit in a rocking chair and get thrown out of the chair. Yep. They said and everybody they got, on the tour saw they it. They said
1: everyone on the tour saw it. Happen. Uh, I mean, it, it happened. They got through. The rocking chairs are on the porch. They got through off of the porch.
0: Yep. Um, the faces have appeared in the windows.
1: And there's no way, there's no air inside the building.
0: Yeah. There's no central air, no central heat, Nothing there's, on in there.
1: There should be nothing moving and inside, according to them. Yeah. Everything is completely airtight. Yeah, and you can see everything's inside moving.
0: Yeah, you can see the stuff moving. So there's like you know on the blinds. Yeah, the, the blinds were moving. They were moving while we there. <laughs> I mean, they were being moved clearly, and they said that they don't, they do not understand why. They said there's nothing in there to make that happen, but it happens. So they were moving while we were there. Um, you can, it just felt eerie. They really, you know, even if they were telling us a bunch of bull. They did a good job setting it up because it felt it felt real when we were there. Uh we didn't go inside. it nice. did.
1: I didn't get to see any evil little faces looking at me, but I liked his house. It was neat.
0: Yeah, it's a nice house. Uh I think they actually have tours maybe during the day. Might be cool to do. That go wouldn't to. be any fun. Maybe not. I don't not know. Not if maybe. you're actually
1: looking for a ghost. Not if you're looking
0: for ghosts.
1: <laughs> it would be fun just to go to his house.
0: Yeah. In the daytime. Uh, I would I would encourage you to go on that ghost tour uh if you're coming to Asheville area. I mean, think it, it was it was pretty neat. All right, so another story that we did on that tour, um there's a big church that's across the street from the Asheville Civic Center uh or the Harris Event Center, Harris Cherokee Casino Event Center now as it's known. Um and and this story was pr- pretty pretty cool. Um the guy that built the church, he, he designed it. Everything is the same guy that designed the Biltmore House, also located in Asheville. Um, and they say that he was this was going to be one of his masterpieces. He was building it, working on it every day. He was there all the time. Um, and they were going to have a big grand opening in the coming weeks. Well, he worked on it really hard. I mean, th- this was his pride and joy. It came about really close to the opening time, I believe the day before, actually. He fell over dead of a heart attack. So he never got to see the grand opening. It opened. Everybody loved it. They say to this day, sometimes you will see a man that is described just like him, walking the premises. He'll ask, "Do you like my? Do you like the church? Is it pretty?" And he's he's fishing for compliments because he never got to see, experience the compliments in real life. People will tell him it's beautiful, and he'll say, oh, thank you. And he'll disappear, because that's what he wants. He wants to know that you enjoyed his his piece of work.
1: And they said people would have full conversations with this man and say, oh, who is that little guy out there? And they say, oh, he was the guy who designed this church.
0: That's him. That's George. That's not his name, but.
1: We don't know his name. <laughs> we should know his name. but I think it's
0: Raphael. Don't. Pretty sure. Something like that. Anyway, so we also said he designed the Biltmore House. There is some haunted tales of the Biltmore House. Um, The Biltmore House will tell you it's not haunted. They won't encourage any of that. But I do know there's been multiple reports that when you go into the swimming pool area, you can hear kids playing and jumping into the water. Sometimes you can even feel splashes of water, they say. There's one more in Asheville that I want to discuss. I'm sure there's actually a lot more in Asheville, but there's one more that... It has a little more oomph to it. <laughs> so there's a little more to talk about here. So this one is known as the Pink Lady. Uh, she haunts the Grove Park Inn in Asheville, which was opened in 1913, built by Edwin Grove. So there's you go, Grove Park Inn. 19
1: what? 19, 1913. 1913. 1913.
0: Yeah, long time that
1: ago. 107 years.
0: Uh, the guy was rich. Mr. Grove was a rich man. He made his fortune. Just guess how he made his fortune. I want to see what you can guess. Betting on horses. No. He sold... This is the name of what he sold. Grove's Tasteless Chill Tonic. <laughs> what
1: did that do? It make you
0: cold? <laughs> it was bitter. Um, and he says that it would... It proved popular in the era because it says, actually, this is interesting because we talked about malaria earlier. It was supposed to help with malaria, which had become a problem in the time. Okay. Uh, He came to Asheville. His doctor advised him for Asheville uh, because it was a popular area at the time, health resorts and all sorts of stuff.
1: His doctor told him to go to Asheville. Yeah, apparently he
0: was a sick man and he said, go to Asheville. There's health resorts there that'll help you feel better. Okay. So Mr. Grove did it. But they Um, didn't
1: work, so he just made his own little thing to make him feel better.
0: (laughs) This says, here's a little, I've seen a little poster for it. It's It's a picture of a pig with a man's face. And it says, makes children and adults as fat as pigs. Grove's tasteless chill tonic on the market over 20 years. One and a half million bottles sold last year. 50 cent a bottle. So he <laughs> so made a pile of money back He was making the back. The, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the Grove Park Inn has many famous people that actually stayed there. F. Scott Fitzgerald, Harry Houdini. F. Scott Fitzgerald, he wrote The Great Gatsby. He did. Maybe he wrote it about this place. Now, the most famous and loved resident ever from Grove Park Inn is the Pink Lady. She's said to be a friendly spirit. She's walked the halls for almost 20 years. Uh, she's said to be a young woman who tragically fell to her death from the balcony of the fifth floor during the 1920s.
1: The Roaring Twenties.
0: Most of the time. To- ah, yeah, and Gatsby. Maybe. Maybe Fitzgerald has something to do with this. That's it. She was in a pink gown, and so there you go. Pink Lady um many different stories about how she ultimately passed um some say that she had an evening with a married lover and that she threw herself off because this affair was getting to her and wasn't going to work out some also say that she accidentally fell whatever happened she fell (laughs) She fell and ended, ended, her life was ended from from there.
1: Did her married lover throw her off?
0: Oh, dun, dun, dun. She was
1: pregnant with his baby. That's
0: what we're going to... We're going to theorize, theorize here. Yep. The pink lady is actually he a murder said, case. He said, this
1: can't happen. Goodbye, pink lady. I actually ladies. think that
0: makes more sense.
1: Threw her off.
0: That's what we're going with. Let it be known now. The pink lady has a third theory. She was third. murdered.
1: Third? What are the first two?
0: Well, she fell and she uh, jumped. Oh third okay. murdered by the lover let's lock him up I'm sure that's what i'll go with i'm sure he's still alive 100 and 100 years later yeah <laughs> uh like i said she's friendly she likes children and she's more often or not seen by children than adults um so maybe she's a figment of child I saw the pink lady imagination mommy. the pink lady come and saw me mama um she likes to play pranks sometimes sometimes <laughs> she turns on and off lights or air conditioners or anything else because really let's think about it in the 20s she probably she's probably alive or not alive but she comes back as a ghost today and she's like What does this do? Oh, it gets cold. Ah, air conditions magic to the the pink lady. Yeah. Uh, She likes to move stuff around rooms. So maybe if you go and stay there, she'll move your stuff around. But she seems to like one room in particular, and that's 545, which is the room she's said to have died from. Uh, Employees there have uh, supposedly seen her multiple times. And are familiar with her and get along with her pretty well. Does the pink
1: lady speak? Or does she just move things around? Yeah, she
0: just likes to play tricks and turn air conditioning on and off. Um, (laughs) I know for some period of time, back in the 50s and 60s, they had her room closed off. 545 was not allowed to have anybody there. Why? I guess because they were too scared of her. Scared of the pink lady. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's all for the pink lady.
1: uh, I like some pink lady apples.
0: Mm, Could they be named after her? I don't know. Probably not. All right, so today's missing person is Sarah Burton. She went missing July 16th, 2018 from Joplin, Missouri. Date of birth, February 22nd, 1990. Place of birth, Joplin, Missouri. Hair light brown. Eyes blue. Height, 5'7 at the time of disappearance. <laughs> Weight, 170 at time of disappearance sex female race white reward the FBI is offering a reward of up to $5,000 for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the individuals responsible for the disappearance of Sarah Burton details Sarah Burton age 29 at the time was last seen on July 16th 2018 in the vicinity of 10th Street and Rex Avenue in Joplin Missouri Sarah was reported missing July 20th, 2018, by her mother. There have been no reported sightings and or contacts from Sarah since her disappearance.
1: So do they believe she had been kidnapped? Because they're offering a reward for people who caused her to go disappear? Yeah,
0: probably so. Okay. Yeah. Um, The FBI Kansas City Division is assisting the Joplin Police Department with the department's ongoing investigation in Sarah's disappearance. Individuals with information concerning the disappearance of Sarah Burton should immediately contact the Joplin Police Department at 417-623-3131, extension 440.
1: All right, so let's help bring this young lady home.
0: Yeah, let's bring Sarah home.
1: All right, Craig, well, uh, you have any closing thoughts?
0: I have a couple of closing thoughts. Let's hear them. I'm going to try to be nice with my A
1: couple. Thoughts.
0: Well, I'd like to limit
1: it to one. Okay,
0: one closing thought. If
1: you have a couple, keep them all on the same topic. <laughs> okay. One topic.
0: All right, I got you. My closing thought is, I hope in this time of, of quarantining, where we really, you know, we're not technically in quarantine, I don't guess, but
1: I think it is called social distancing. Okay, there you go.
0: In this time of social distancing, I want to encourage our listeners and everyone out there to not be a sheep. Um, we are fed what they want us to be told on every thing, you know, and you may think I'm crazy. Maybe I am. So if you don't agree, just go on and be the sheep if you are the sheep. Um, but I want to encourage you to seek the truth in things. Everything is usually bigger than it seems. There's usually ulterior motives to things. Um, I can point to numerous things throughout the history of our country and throughout the history of the world that people were told that turned out to not be how it actually was. So you get the story they want you to hear. You don't always get the truth. So just be aware of that. Look for things. Uh, Trust your instincts. And that's, that's pretty much what I got right now. All right. What about you, Nick? Do you have any closing thoughts uh,
1: for us? For my closing thought, I'll just expound on what you said. Okay. I'll say just, I think people should do their own research, gather their own information, and form their own opinion on all anything. Don't just believe anything because you're told. So as long as you do that and make up your own mind, I think we'd be good. Yep. So I, I think that's all we have for today.
0: That's it. Let's, so uh, I
1: appreciate you all listening.
0: Yeah. Um, What's our email address? Our
1: email address is themesserbrothers at gmail.com
0: That is themesserbrothers at gmail.com Send us your questions, concerns, yes. comments, yep. whatever you may have, suggestions for, no. for something new.
1: Yeah, look us up on Facebook.
0: Yeah, check and us out on Facebook and on Twitter. Twitter.
1: And we are now on all forms of anywhere you can get podcasts. Yeah, We're there. So, we should be there. Hey, tell your friends and thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Stay safe
0: out there. See you guys.